Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast. For anyone who wants to build and grow a career in IT, develop and improve your strengths and skills, be inspired and motivated by the successes of others, manage your career progression, and achieve your IT career goals. And now, your host, Phil Burgess. Welcome to episode 341 of the IT Career Energizer podcast. My guest on today's show is the founder and executive director of Thriving Elements and senior technical product manager for Amazon's Project Kuiper. She has a vision to develop and empower young women in STEM to make a sustainable impact and inspire the next generation of women leaders. So it's my absolute pleasure to welcome to the podcast, Janet T. Fan. Hi, thank you for having me, Phil. So Janet, maybe we can start with you providing us with a bit of an overview of of your current role or roles and what you're working on. Yes, absolutely. So my full-time job is I'm a senior technical product manager for Amazon's Project Kuiper, and that's where we're trying to launch low-Earth orbit satellites to get affordable and reliable broadband to unserved and underserved communities. So uh, that's a huge um, passion, a combination of passion and technology uh, into this role. Uh, the other one is I'm the founder and executive director for Thriving Elements, a nonprofit that um, is a one-on-one mentoring program, creating access for underserved, underrepresented girls. So you can see the the synergies between what I'm doing with Amazon's Project Kuiper and Thriving Elements. And the recent exciting news is I'm the author of uh, a book that just got released called Boldly You, Discovering What You're Capable Of When You Show Up For Yourself. Okay, good. Okay, so that gives a bit of an insight. Um, Mm -hmm. Certainly, Project Kuiper sounds very interesting. Um, Is that... that, local in terms of it does it does it sort of cover one region or is it a global initiative so it will be a global initiative right now we are working to get two satellites launched as part of what we call protoflight at right. the end of September um, so there's a lot of work going into that and project Kuiper has been scaling up since they made the announcement um, this past November uh, in terms of what they're going to do with the satellites. Okay, right, good. And of course, we'll come back to maybe other elements of the things you mentioned, and particularly your book towards the end mm-hmm. of the interview. So yeah, we'll, we'll come back to those. So yeah. Janet, can we start with um, maybe you providing us with a career tip, one that the audience may not be aware of and perhaps should be? Yeah, my top career tip would be to be as replaceable as possible. And I share this because technology is growing every day and there's so much to learn and be part of. So when you're trying to be as replaceable as possible, you're doing two things. One is you're showing up for yourself. So that means allowing yourself to take something on that's more challenging so that you can grow. And then the second piece of that is you're showing up for others. That means you have been so good at what you're doing that you can bring in somebody and train them and train the next generation, create opportunities for the next generation. 
Yeah, absolutely. So I'm I'm very much an advocate of making sure that you are replaceable. Um, that that you make sure that you put in processes and systems and and provide that knowledge, as you say, to the to the people who are coming through and and being promoted to enable them to take on what you're doing. It's beneficial both to the organisations you work for, but also to enable you to move forward as well. So that that's my take. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And in my experience, when I operated in that capacity, I was never afraid that someone was going to take over my role and I would work myself out of the job and not have a job. It's There's always something to do in technology and the improvements and the incorporation of new types of technologies that the organizations need your experience so that you can do that next thing and so that they can achieve their mission. Yes, indeed. Good. Okay. Um, Janet, can you tell us about your worst career moment and what you learned from that experience? Oh, yeah, this one, um, I it was in one of my previous roles early on in my career, I had this boss, um, a woman, and probably about two meetings into first starting the role, um, she asked me what I would like to do. And at that time, I had already been working for about three years and about two years already in that particular company. And I shared with her, oh, I would really like to learn how to be a manager soon. I've been with this company for a little over two years now, and I would like to develop into a manager. And she laughed at me and said, ha ha, I've been in this company for 20 years now, and I'm a manager. So it's going to be at least 10 years before you're a manager. And since that moment where I shared with her what my ambitions are, she made she made my life and my, my job awful. Um, no support, uh, did not set me up for success. She couldn't really tear any of my work down because of the, I was in a technical project management role at the time and all of my customers and my colleagues only had good things to say. So she would nitpick at every little thing outside of that And I remember spending multiple days in the telephone rooms in the office, just crying and talking to my manager, trying to figure out, you know, what am I doing wrong? How can I be better? I'm working as hard as I can. None of my colleagues or my customers are giving me this type of feedback. Like, why am I being treated this way? And so... Now looking back, what I've learned is at that time, the the thing that I could tell, the only thing I could tell myself was, all right, you know, Janet, you need to be strong and try to get up out of this situation. This is the worst that it can get. It can only go up from here. So what I learned from that is that I would never, never treat anyone that I'm working in IT or anyone around me beyond IT this way. And it has made me more empathetic. Um, part, part of it is probably why I started Thriving Elements is because I wanted to create access and opportunities for those who are underrepresented because you know, she wasn't able to do that for me. And if I can 
multiply what I've learned from this awful experience to something good, then it's almost, you know, using something bad and turning it into something positive. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting to hear, hear you talk about that. Um, obviously there, there are probably quite a few people in, in a similar situation, maybe listening into the podcast. And in my experience, those situations are not always, but often more reflective of the manager than the individual. So it's almost when you, when you do come into the, or come across situations like this, you need to think about what, you know, why is that person behaving in the way they are? Is it more about their insecurities or, or there are there reasons that they may be that they have that maybe they are treating you in a particular way. So um, don't always assume it's it's you doing something wrong. It may just be the circumstances around that that individual. So right, and that's what my mentors shared with me at the time, and I couldn't quite understand it because I was new in my career. So what does she have to be insecure about? Yeah, and it, and it's unfortunate because there already are not enough women in technology so this this definitely doesn't help and could have easily pushed me out of being in technology yes well it's good to know that it didn't so, yeah. yes <laughs> right okay maybe we talk about something a little bit brighter so could you maybe tell us about your career highlight yes i i have a couple i'll first share with uh you about when i was the global technology program leader for Europe, Europe, Middle East, and Africa with PwC, um, I had a chance to assess an application that was being implemented across the globe, but at first starting off with an opportunity to be the leader to implement it within Europe, and then the, the role expanded. And this was my greatest achievement because I'd never implemented a program of this size and across so many countries. And I had to spin up what the team looked like across four pilot countries. So I was working in Switzerland at the time. So build up a Swiss team uh, in Germany, the Netherlands, and in France. And then how, how do we implement this platform for these countries as, um, as the, the pilot territories and then roll it out to 30 plus other countries and in the middle of COVID. So, uh, <laughs> and I, and I thank my IT intern mentor, Joseph Peck, um, who gave me the opportunity to work remotely, um, back in 2007 to finish out a project. And so I had worked remotely for a number of years and been used to it. So, that gave me the, the experience to be grounded when it was quite tumultuous <clears throat> for many of my colleagues. And so uh, after being able to spin up that team, put together a framework and operating rhythm and be able to launch in four countries when originally I was asked to only focus on one major country and I, I, I felt like, okay, we can, we can do this with four. So challenging the global leadership a bit. And then also I started spinning up other countries and getting them ready um, for the ones 
who would go after. And that was also being challenged by leadership. Hey, just focus on launching in the pilot territories. Then we can address the next wave. And I was like, oh, okay, okay. But I went ahead and started with that next wave of countries anyway. And I'm glad I did because as soon as we launched to these four countries, Germany, Netherlands, France, and Switzerland, shortly after, about a month later, we had four more territories that were then launched and for global leadership to say, wow, how did you do that? How did you launch so quickly? And I said, well, you know, I did what you told me not to do. Um, and I <laughs> had the, yeah. the framework already started with the initial territories. So I started the other ones right after. And so that was a career highlight for me because one, the magnitude of the implementation across the broad territory or a broad number and types of territories, um, being able to work with people from so many different cultures. I mean, in one day, I would on average talk to uh, anywhere from four to seven different countries and needing to um, adjust the, the messaging and the conversation based on what those cultures were like. And also realizing to myself, hey, Janet, you know, follow your intuition with what you believe is the right thing to do and the capabilities of the team that you've built up, despite what leadership may, may say. Of course, leadership has an agenda, but I'm trying to accelerate leadership's agenda. And I was confident with the team that I had I, that we would be able to to do it. So it, it helped me be even more confident of following my tuition, my intuition. Yeah, indeed. So, so th- I mean, this is a good example of where, or, or comparison with your worst IT career moment where you were quite constrained and restricted. Mm-hmm. You obviously feel you had the the support, even though you didn't necessarily get direct permission to expand to the other countries, You you had the ability and the the freedom, if you like, to actually do it, even without the authority. So it was quite different, and, and the comparison is quite a contrast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this, I think, is a, a largely due to, so there was global leadership and there was Europe leadership, and my boss, who's now my mentor, because he doesn't, because I don't work there anymore, but he always gave me the space to fail, and I would share with him these kind of, backdoor things that I was doing. And he's like, okay, that, you know, you know, best, you know, the team, so go ahead and and move forward with it. So he, he knew, he knew what I was doing and Europe leadership knew I, what I was doing. And I'm glad that I had their backing. And just like you said, the the support and the the space to fail. Yeah. Good. Okay. So Janet, can you tell us what excites you about the future of careers in IT? Yes. So as I mentioned earlier, IT is an ever-evolving field. And so the one thing that does excite me is that I what I've learned is IT needs everyone from different backgrounds, different perspectives, different experiences. And so when when we talk about IT and when people message, especially for to get more women into technology, 
it's, oh, there's this coding program and girls who code, which I think they're great programs, but I think we need to expand the message beyond coding because IT is not computer programming. It's, there's so much involved. There's cybersecurity, there's project management, there's business analysis, um, there's system administrators, there's data scientists. And so we, and there's change management in order for IT to be successful and any changes that we make, especially with lots of innovations and transformations, we need tra- change management. That means we need people who, who know about people's behavior. And so the piece that energizes me is that there, there's so many opportunities for people who are from different backgrounds and you don't have to enjoy and love computer programming to be in it. Yeah, that was a very good point. I think we tend to focus a lot on um, development and programming, but Mm -hmm. there are so many other roles that sort of complement and support the delivery of new systems and, and, and so forth. So you're right, there, there are so many opportunities that are out there that aren't necessarily as technical as you may think. So yes. yeah, opportunities definitely there in multiple, multiple areas, I would say. Yeah, and we, we need all personality types in order to, to make technology successful. Yes, exactly. Okay, we're going to go into the reveal round now. We're going to find Mm -hmm. out a little bit more about you and the way you think. You ready for this? Yeah. So what first attracted you to career in IT? It was my professor at the University of Washington named Isaac Chan in 2007. I didn't know what information systems was at the time, and that was a, a degree that you could pursue as part of the business school. And I remember him telling me, uh, hey, you seem very energetic about this class. I just would like to recommend to you to pursue this because I did an IT internship and I at uh, a company called Warehouser, and now I have started my own technology consulting firm. There's just not enough women in this field, and if you pursue this field, the world will be your oyster. And at that moment, I didn't know what he was talking about, but he would always made the class really fun and engaging. And so I felt like he would be someone that I could trust his advice. And he's absolutely right. The world has been my oyster and I've been able to pave um, a lot of my careers and actually create the, the roles that I could best fit in in the different companies that I've worked for, like literally write my own job description (laughs) that is good yes Mm -hmm. Um, what is the best career advice you've ever received ah this one is um, from a mentor of mine early on in my career and she said do now and ask for forgiveness later and so I've really taken that on almost every time I come across um, a situation where I think hey uh, should I should I do this well these are the risks and you know, I just I just do it. And rarely do I have to ask for forgiveness. So it helps us propel forward. It does. It does. Mm-hmm. And what is the worst career advice you've ever received? It'll be that, that one manager who said, 
oh, it'll be 10 years before you become a manager. So you need to put in your years here before you can be in leadership. And I don't think your career growth is about the necessarily the number of years, but the amount of impact that you make on an organization. Yeah, indeed. And if you were to begin your career again in today's world, what would you do? Mm, I would dive more, and this is what I'm working on, but I would dive more into the importance of uh, data analysis because I think that drives a lot of decisions and um, the data tells the history of what goes on. And so being able to get the data, analyze it, and propose what changes can happen or improvements can happen as a result of that. Yes. And what career objectives are you currently focusing on? Yeah, I'm working on expanding my skills from that global technology program management and now more into technical product management so I can focus more on uh, the specific product and how it can impact uh, my customers and the, the overall mission yeah. of Product Piper. And what's the number one non-technical skill that has helped you in your career so far? It would definitely be uh, my love for people, so building and maintaining relationships. I think this is so important because in technology, you're not going to know everything that's going on, so it helps you when, when you come across a situation where you don't know about something then you can pull on those relationships that you've built. Yes. And building a trusting relationship with people, especially in a product or program management role or in any role really, when you are challenging the ideas or the approaches of your colleagues or your customers, having that relationship makes it so that they know you're challenging the idea and not them and they don't take it personally. Yeah. And what do you do to keep your own career energized? Mm. Um, I This is how I got to Amazon Kuiper today. I have been exploring areas where I can make an impact, so where I can leverage my skills in technical program management combined with the skill, combined with my passion in getting the next generation of underserved, underrepresented um, students and girls in technology. Good. Yeah, absolutely. And, and what do you do in your spare time away from technology? Well, uh, a lot of activities. I love to play American football, ski, or not skiing, but um, snowboarding, surfing, uh, wakeboarding. I'm training for a half triathlon right yeah. now. So a lot of cycling and swimming and running and uh, some weightlifting. Yeah. So very active. Of, uh, <laughs> yes. It helps me clear my mind. Yeah. Janet, can you share with us a parting piece of career advice? Yes. Uh, something that I would like your, the listeners to take away from this would be um, think anytime you get rejected or hear the word no, N-O as 
new opportunities. And so many people fear, and sometimes even myself, fear asking for something because we don't want to hear no or, or get rejected. But the more you do it, the more comfortable you get with it. And if you think about, if you do hear that no as new opportunities, then it allows you to think of, okay, how can I get around this? Or what other ways can I approach this to get what I want to get that yes? Yeah, absolutely. That's good Good advice, definitely. Um, and Janet, how can we find out more about you and connect with you? Uh, m- multiple ways. I'm on LinkedIn, Janet T. Fan, P-H-A-N. Uh, you can also uh, find me uh, at boldly-u.com and also on my nonprofit website, which is thrivingelements.org. And I'm also very active on Instagram, and the handle is Thriving Elements, as well as boldly.u. Yeah. And you can find my book on Amazon. Brilliant. Okay. I was just about to ask that question. So <laughs> yes, good. Glad you answered it. Great. Janet, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. It's been great chatting with you. Yeah. Thank you for the opportunity and for what you do, Phil, to get uh, technology folks on here and be able to share their message and hopefully be inspiring your your listeners and you are inspiring your listeners so thanks for the platform hi phil here again well i hope you enjoyed my conversation with today's guest you can find full show notes on the website at itcareerenergizer.com e and the number of the episode you've been listening to if you haven't already subscribed to the show please make sure that you do so that you get episodes automatically downloaded to your device every Monday. Thanks for listening, and have a great week. Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.